0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple: to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us. As right now, we present. Are we gonna have evolving ideas for you today? It's a, it's a great, it's a great opportunity for me, and uh, I and I know that you're gonna like it too. Um, our guest today are uh, they've got a website that is called uh um i know dino.com and they have been podcasters since 2015 they've had over three million downloads um and their subject matter is talking about dinosaurs and i think that everybody likes well i don't know about everybody but most people after jurassic park i think a lot of people thought uh, dinosaurs were really cool and um i grew up with them i thought that they were really cool way before you guys were even born back in the 60s there were these little things anyway so um uh sabrina and garrett are with us and they are the podcasters of course of i know dino um and uh i'm i'm so pleased to have you here thank you for being here
1: yeah thanks for having
2: us yeah thanks we're really happy to be here
0: well i gotta tell you it's it's uh, well first i gotta ask you how did you both grow up loving dinosaurs and how did it come to be that when uh garrett asked you to be his lovely wife that uh you had a dinosaur themed wedding uh and all of that so tell me about you guys
2: go ahead Garrett.
1: It's okay right. so yeah we both like dinosaurs as kids mm-hmm. i can definitely speak for myself we're just I, think ac- I can speak for you too well
2: yeah we're just <laughs> talking about uh, land before time was really influential for us mm-hmm. in addition to jurassic park
1: yeah that was sort of the big movie when we were kids and it was the kid friendly one because <laughs> later on in our childhood there was jurassic park but i don't think i saw it for a few years until after it came out because it was not particularly kid friendly even though it's about dinosaurs so you think oh yeah dinosaurs that's a kid thing but
0: no jurassic
1: park not really a kid movie
0: <laughs> uh, no I'll, I'll never forget the guy that was uh standing outside the outhouse you ever <laughs>
2: yep little old and
0: became cool. dinner yeah yep. i think that
1: was the lawyer that got eaten if i remember right. i think so yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah and then we sort of you know had other interests as teenagers as we grew up but then we rediscovered our love of dinosaurs as adults we we had this point we had met uh, we were living on the east coast near the american museum of natural history in new york And we just started going there all the time, the Hall of Dinosaurs or the the two Halls of Dinosaurs, and kind of remember, like, oh, yeah, dinosaurs are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And then we had, well, but at that point, that's around the time we started the website, I Know Dino. And it started as a way to keep track on our custom map of natural history museums that have dinosaur exhibits, because their goal was, like, okay, let's see how many of these we can get to. And yeah, I know Dino kind of kind of went from that. Well, we had our then we had our dinosaur themed wedding. That was <laughs> I don't remember exactly how that came about.
1: Well, it started out we because we both love dinosaurs and we were thinking, OK, what could we do that would be fun and like unique? So our first idea was, OK, rather than having table numbers, we'll put dinosaurs on the table and you will <laughs> be like the scientific names of dinosaurs. <laughs> so you'll be like at the Saurophaganax table or something. <laughs> or the concavenators. That, that, was, uh, that was sort of short-lived.
2: Too hard. So yeah, they had numbers and the dinosaur names.
1: Yeah.
0: Did <laughs> we you have a bunch of people wandering around trying to figure out how to pronounce <laughs> a table that was supposed to be sitting at?
1: That's what we were hoping would happen. Yeah. But we decided that was, you know, not everyone would find that fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we added a number. So it was a number and a dinosaur name for each of the tables. Right. And then when we were planning the wedding, we were talking, we got married at a zoo, and the zoo... Coordinator. They had their own person, like interface person, for the different features you could add to your museum wedding. So, for mm-hmm. example, you could keep the train running if you paid, uh, you know, an operator for the train so you get around the zoo. Another thing was they had Duncan the dinosaur, which is a guy in a T-Rex suit with,
2: with an animatronic head,
1: maybe fifteen to twenty feet long. Yeah, yeah. it's got the head on the front and they sort of stand where the legs are, so their legs are sort of camouflaged with the legs and. They asked us, would you be interested in this? We basically only have it at the zoo to talk to kids and mm-hmm. explain about conservation and things like that
2: for field trips, yeah. It's never
1: been in a wedding before, but it okay. seems like you guys might be interested in it and we're like, yes, yeah. yes we are. So
2: we and we were Duncan's <laughs> first wedding.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> now, there's a picture on your website. Is that Duncan? Yeah, that, that's Duncan. That is staring at you with his mouth open. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and I all the adults love Duncan. But kids under 10 were a little bit afraid of him.
1: Yeah, it's kind of intense. Yeah. They told He's us a that. Big they, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and T Rex, because you know, it's supposed to be a juvenile T Rex, it has a pretty harsh, you know, toothy, sharp teeth smile. They actually ended up changing it to upturn its its face a little bit to make it look a little smilier, to make it look more friendly. Yeah. And I think it helped a little bit, but it's still a T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, so what is. Tell me, each of you, what is your favorite dinosaur?
2: Mine's Brontosaurus, which.
1: So's
0: mine.
2: Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad that it's back. Even though apparently there's some debate, but nothing that's been published. So
1: (laughs) you should explain why it's back.
2: Oh, it's yeah. Please do. Okay, so there was a mix-up when it was first named because it's a bone wars dinosaur, which is uh, Martian Cope in the 1800, well, late 1800s, 1870s to 1890s. Had this extreme rivalry, which it was like backdrop of the Wild West in the U.S. And they're going around. There's espionage. There's like I think some, some cases they were like blowing each other's fossil finds up because they really wanted to be the ones that found the most dinosaurs and named the most dinosaurs. Like it got crazy. So they named a bunch of dinosaurs based on just one bone that later on we figured out uh, in a lot of cases, like actually these dinosaurs are the same and kind of lumped them back together. And Brontosaurus was one of the dinosaurs that got kind of caught up in this bone war. Um, And because with sauropods, um, we often talk about it's they're not the easiest skulls to come by. So it makes it a little bit difficult to identify. You have to go by other bones to identify that this is a different kind of sauropod.
1: Sauropods are the long necked dinosaurs. Oh,
2: yes. Yes. <laughs> like a uh, little foot from land before time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the brachiosaurus from Jurassic park. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they first were putting together this brontosaurus, they didn't have a skull and they, it kind of ended up being a mix-up where they put a Camarasaurus skull on. on. This is one of the first mounted uh, skeletons of a Brontosaurus. And so for the longest time, um, we kind of had this different image of what Brontosaurus looked like with a more boxy head, but now we know it's more of a, I guess, more streamlined. Yeah. Like color. a
1: Diplodocus head. If you've ever seen Dippy. Yeah. that's. Yeah. So
2: it was kind of confusing because only if, it was named around what was it like the 1870s, sometime like that. Uh, but then, in 1902 or 1903, a different paleontologist figured out like, hey, um, this isn't quite the right configuration of bones. Uh, I think that this brontosaurus is actually the same as this other dinosaur, apatosaurus. And apatosaurus was named just a few years earlier, so that's why the name apatosaurus stuck. And so we we kind of knew about this early in the early 1900s. But in the meantime uh in the museums especially the first one uh in the Yale Peabody it was i think it was the Yale Peabody it was labeled as Brontosaurus, and so that's why there was all this confusion for so many years and people were saying so yes yeah, it millions
1: is. of people going and seeing this thing labeled Brontosaurus, and yeah. it's this big mount it's really awe inspiring so everyone's using the name
2: Right. And so then then sometimes you'd have people in the know and be like, well, actually, that's,
1: <laughs> that's technically it should be called a Apatosaurus.
2: Yes. But then in 2015, uh, this paleontologist, Emmanuel Shop, who uh, every time I see him now, I'm like, you brought Paratosaurus back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He did this extensive study of a whole bunch of sauropods around the world. He went to like museums around the world to study all their bones and did a very, I think it was like 200 pages, something very long. Yeah, big um, comparison, big comparison paper. And one of the items in it was that yes, Brontosaurus is unique enough that we can start calling it Brontosaurus
1: again. <laughs> so long story short, it is for now considered its own yes. valid genus.
2: Because, like we said, there's, uh, I think there's been talk maybe about whether or not it's accepted, but no one has officially published any scientific papers saying otherwise yet. Mm-hmm. So
0: now, they were it's, around 240 million years
1: ago. Is that right? That's the first dinosaurs. Brontosaurus was like 155 million years ago. I think it was late Jurassic over in like Colorado. I yeah. believe.
0: You know that's amazing that there are still bones and there are things that we can put together from 155 million years ago yeah
2: oh yeah my favorite thing to think about too is just in terms of how long dinosaurs existed if you think about like stegosaurus which is the one with the the plates and the the tail spikes and everything
0: my second favorite
2: (laughs) it's a great one i love drawing that one as a kid but stegosaurus and t-rex never met and actually like between when stegosaurus lived and t-rex lived is actually longer than between us and t-rex
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that they lived so long i mean they they occupied the planet for a hundred million years or more
1: yeah yeah they dominated for it was yeah about 180 million years it's really wow. yeah. amazing i think it's sort of like if you with us we're mammals right and we've sort of as the larger group been dominating for about 66 million years. And I think it's partly that it's a really large group because dinosaurs are very diverse. There's all sorts of different types of dinosaurs,
2: different shapes, sizes, so many weird, there's some weird ones.
1: So there wasn't any like one specific type of dinosaur that really was in charge the whole time is sort of like different branches of the family tree but it is amazing i don't know why or how they managed to hold on for so long it's
2: one of those mysteries that i think keeps scientists going
0: yeah yeah (laughs) Now, now what if if somebody doesn't know anything about dinosaurs and you were to say this animal that is alive today is is kind of reminiscent of that uh era and those dinosaurs what animal would that be oh
1: that's a good question I think for sauropods the long necked ones usually we talk about elephants mm-hmm. <laughs> they're Even, sort of the closest kind of,
2: but they're there are some major differences like their feet were very different yes
0: yeah, and or they, giraffes maybe could yeah, we, yeah yeah that's a big one
2: it's really interesting because with the sauropods they have i don't remember how many neck vertebrae they could have like 20 20 15 at least giraffes have
1: what seven they're just they have the really same long. number as us yeah they just have really
0: long vertebrae. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh i had no idea and yeah, that's uh, crazy I, so if a giraffe has to go to a chiropractor it gets the same treatment that we would get
2: <laughs> <Sick>.
0: <laughs> yep. so, so so and now i also heard that most dinosaurs were kind of uh bird-like or came yeah. from the fowl family
1: yeah, that's a that's a good point. So if you're comparing to something like a velociraptor, that's maybe most like a I don't know. There's this there's bird in South America called the seriama or seriema and it's uh it's basically a small maybe like a roadrunner looking thing with a big claw on its foot and it can like kick snakes to death. And it does a lot of like kicking stuff and yeah. eating stuff on the ground. So that would be probably the most similar to a velociraptor Oh,
2: I see. that's alive. The cassowary, too, if you look at the feet. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it, like you were saying, birds are dinosaurs. So in that sense, you could just look at a bird and be like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's but, a dinosaur. They, <laughs> but birds came from the specific group of dinosaurs called theropods, which were things like T-Rex and velociraptor. Mm-hmm. And well, but, also
2: therizinosaurus. Yes. Which are the weird ones because they're theropods <laughs> with huge claws, but they ate plants.
1: They're the largest <laughs> claws of any animal that ever lived.
0: So what's it like when you get together with your family at Thanksgiving? Do they understand anything that you say?
1: <laughs> well, Thanksgiving, we talk a lot about the turkey and how it's a dinosaur. That's true. <laughs> so
2: it's become a tradition. <laughs> <laughs> because
0: you guys have studied this extensively haven't you yeah
2: at this point yeah we've we've read probably hundreds of papers and we've talked to hundreds of paleontologists and yeah
0: it's there's really one fun. that did, did you catch that was in the news and i didn't read the article i should have but uh one is out there now that is uh turning heads uh, a, a fossil that they found i think it was in asia or or someplace and did, did, did you guys get that story at all
1: There've been a few recently of I think you just talked about a sauropod that was found in um, in Asia
0: somewhere.
2: Yes, I'm trying to think. Was the well? There's the microraptor with the gut contents. That mm. was a big one. Um, that oh,
0: it cool. still it 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 was killed. It died so quickly, and then it was and then it still had food in its gut. Yeah, yeah it
2: had a mammal leg. In its gut, foot, foot. Mamm- <laughs> mammal foot, yeah. <laughs> it
0: didn't look like a human, did it? <laughs> no, no.
2: <laughs> they think it's something that was similar to a possum.
0: Oh wow! Oh, yeah. that's that's interesting. So, so I got to ask you, why weren't any dinosaurs on Noah's Ark? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole can of worms. That is a whole can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Because, as you see, dinosaurs were first discovered in the 1800s, weren't they? Well, they were discovered,
2: uh, I think the first one was technically the 1600s, but we didn't have a word for dinosaurs until the 1800s. Yeah. Dinosauria, as Sir Richard Owen coined the term, and it was, there were three dinosaurs he named at the time as Iguanodon, uh, Megalosaurus, and what's the third one? Hyalosaurus? Hyalosaurus, Hyalosaurus, thank you.
0: I just have to laugh at some of the people that I know, because including like my mother, God rest her soul, that was, that she she believed thoroughly that the Earth was eight thousand years old, mm. and so consequently, when I said, "Well, how do you explain dinosaurs?" and she said, "Oh, that was put there as a as a trick by God, just mm-hmm. to get us off the scent," but that's not true, is it? You're, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we follow the
1: scientific evidence, so we would yeah. say that they're hundreds of millions of years old, or most of them are. Some of them are only sixty-six million years old.
0: Um, really? So, which ones are sixty-six million? Now, is that when they, they the the uh, asteroid came down mm-hmm. in the Yucatan Peninsula and and yeah. devastated everything?
1: Yes, yes. So the some of the most famous dinosaurs are the sixty-six million year old ones, Tr-
2: Triceratops
1: t-rex um what else velociraptor mm. those were all about 66 million years ago a lot of the most famous ones are from like montana because you know that's where the bone wars were happening and there were a lot of people <laughs> emphasizing their
0: finds <laughs> the bone wars i like that yep and now is not weren't their bogs like in in that the animals got stuck in and that's and they and they were preserved that way
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a really cool site in Utah called the Cleveland Lloyd Quarry, and it's full of Allosaurus, which is a pretty big predator, Mm -hmm. and they don't know why there's like 80% of the bones there are Allosaurus, and they think maybe either it went there to get a drink and it got stuck, and then another Allosaurus smelled that tasty, scavengeable meat, and it came (laughs) and it got stuck, and then that just continued, or maybe the water was poisonous. Or maybe it ate like some foul, you know, meat from some other animal or like they really don't know. But that's a a fun mystery.
0: Yep. It is really interesting when you look at the history of our planet that there's so much that we don't know about. As an example, as I'm sure you're aware, like 95 percent of the oceans have yet to be explored. So. Mm. We don't know what's there yet. And and things that have been gone for so long, it, t- it's, it takes a detective to put them back together again. Doesn't
1: it? Yeah, yep, it does. It's very much, I've heard people describe it as it's almost like you have a thousand piece puzzle and you have like three pieces and you're trying to figure out what the puzzle looked like.
0: <laughs> now, they did that a lot, didn't they? They would find a couple of pieces and then somebody would create what they thought it would look like based upon that.
1: Yeah. One of the first dinosaurs named was Iguanodon. And it was just teeth that were pretty big, you know, a couple inches long, not big like a T-Rex tooth, but bigger than, you know, an average tooth you find today. Bigger than
2: teeth we normally see. Yeah.
1: And it looked a lot like a giant iguana tooth. So they thought, they named it Iguanodon, which means iguana tooth, basically. Mm-hmm. And But they thought it was huge. So when they recreated it, they made a. They actually made the sculpture. It's still standing in London today in the 1850s. They made like a 20-foot-long iguana, big old iguana, and they said, this must be what dinosaurs looked like because, look, they have the same teeth as iguanas. Of course, they were just huge iguanas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, that's amazing. By the way, I want to return to Brontosaurus real quick again. Mm-hmm. I read when I was a kid, I think. It might have been a fantasy. But I read that uh, a brontosaurus, a full-grown brontosaurus, was almost as big as a blue whale. Yeah. Is, is that true? It was probably longer than a blue whale.
2: Not in, but in weight, it would have weighed
1: less. Yes. So it might have weighed, what, a quarter of what a blue whale weighed or half, quarter to a half mm. what a blue whale weighed. We usually go by weight when we're talking about biggest, because everyone always wants to know what's the biggest dinosaur. And so we, we go by weight. Um because with length, a lot of the dinosaurs cheat. Like there's these, these <laughs> Diplodocus, you know, it could have a tail that's like 50 feet long. And there's another dinosaur that has just an extremely long neck called Mementosaurus. Right. So it's like, I don't know if you get like, you're just stretching out. Does that really count as the biggest? It seems sneaky.
2: I think so, but I like <laughs>
1: sauropods. It would make Brontosaurus bigger than a blue <laughs> whale, potentially. <laughs>
0: but now the blue whale has bigger girth, but it's 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 actually longer with its tail and 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 stuff and that but that was a plant eater right yep yeah um, they thought they had to eat a
1: ton of plants oh,
2: yeah probably just spent its whole time eating
1: yeah like maybe a literal ton of plants a day
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Do We know what their predators were
1: yeah there Is was it? uh we there are some really big meat eaters from the same places that we have. Some of the sauropods, not all the sauropods lived with big eat, meat eaters, but in South America, there's this dinosaur called Carcharodontosaurus, which it was really big. There's also Giganotosaurus mm-hmm. that lived around sauropods, and they had the similar body size to a T-Rex, similar ballpark. They had a little bit less powerful teeth but they were a little bit sharper so there have been hypotheses that like maybe they ran up and bit a chunk out of the sauropod and then like ran away and waited for it to sort of bleed like you see some wolves do and things like that it's
2: really hard to know though that kind of behavior and but it could be too that maybe these sauropods if they reached adult size they would have been safe but once you're sick or before you reach that full adult size you're pretty vulnerable
1: yeah, yeah, that's another popular hypothesis. Like once they hit full size, nothing. Well, <laughs> could that's eat how
2: them. Uh, one of the Dreadnoughtists, Fear Nothing dinosaur, got mm-hmm. its name because it was so big.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about your podcast and everything that you're doing around that and your work and who you are. But I got to ask you do they know why dinosaurs were so big?
1: Yeah, the one of the coolest things about dinosaurs is the way they breathe, they breathe the same way. We think they breathe the same way. We don't have preserved lungs, but probably the same way that birds breathe now. And it's called unidirectional flow.
2: Very efficient.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Basically what they did was they breathe in. And when they breathe in, they fill not only their lungs, but also all these air sacs. So sometimes they're described like bellows, but you could think of it as like a separate set of lungs that doesn't have any tissue for absorbing the air. It's just sort of like extra air storage. Then when they breathe out, those air sacs squeeze closed it in it fills in the lungs but then most of the air leaves out through the mouth but they're still they still have that air in the lungs that's been filled from those air sacs then when they breathe in it goes into those air sacs and so basically long story short they're always getting fresh air in their lungs it's not like us when we breathe out and now our lungs are empty they can constantly have that air so that might have been why sauropods could have such long necks Because there have been people who said if they didn't have that unidirectional flow, when they breathed out, it would take so long to breathe in for the next breath, they might, you know, pass Pass out. out. (laughs) (laughs) So that definitely could have helped a lot.
0: It was it now was it the um, environment that they that they were in that allowed them uh, to to get to get so big or. Because, you know, we're not, they're not anywhere near, even, even the largest of like alligators and, and crocodiles and stuff like that are nowhere near like what they were back then. So it's, it's like, did the earth fundamentally change its environment at that time?
1: It did change quite a bit, but by the end it went through it since we were talking about, you know, they were around for 180 million years. In the beginning, you had that thing where there was a little bit more oxygen. And so maybe there were some bigger bugs and stuff like that. But by the end, it wasn't that different. And they went through periods of lower oxygen and things like that. And they still maintained their large sizes. I
2: think it was a little bit warmer too, Earth was.
1: Yeah, a little bit. But they did have um, a lot of special adaptations in their bodies, just like birds do now, for lighter bones might have helped a lot. They also had different style of feet that might have helped support their weight better than mammals can. But... Yeah, it's it is a mystery why and how they got so huge.
0: <laughs> it, it it really is something and it would be it would be great would you, would you guys like to go back like 180 million years and to go visit the real dinosaur or would that scare the hell out of you? It would me. I don't know. It
1: maybe if I had like a shark cage type situation
2: <laughs> you know you're going to be safe and you're going to get back. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause we, we sometimes say, yeah, we're glad we love dinosaurs, but we're glad that we have the earth to ourselves at this point without the big non-avian dinosaurs. Cause yeah, they're very scary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they would be. And speaking of scary, you started your podcast in 2015. The technology wasn't anywhere near where it is today. Did you, was it a difficult thing to do? What, what to me, did you have an epiphany one day and said, Let's do a podcast. <laughs>
2: Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah, because Garrett at the time, Garrett started listening to podcasts earlier than me. So you were listening to a bunch and we were, you know, getting back into dinosaurs and we had learned that there's a new dinosaur discovered every week. So we're like, well, we want to learn about all these new dinosaurs. And we found that at the time there were no weekly podcasts dedicated to dinosaurs. So we just kind of thought, oh, let's let's do it. We like dinosaurs. Let's let's see what we can do here.
0: You know, they they keep telling me that uh, you have to niche down into and you guys have niched it perfectly (laughs) because what you're doing is is everything about dinosaurs. And and so and you came in right at the right time at the beginning of the of the big uh, podcast wave, if you will, Mm -hmm. because there weren't anywhere near the number of podcasts in 15 as there are today. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's definitely sure. expanded pretty rapidly.
2: For dinosaurs, too, it was pretty good timing because Jurassic World came out like six months after we started the podcast.
0: Yeah, so it, that worked out really, really nicely. Are you enjoying your your uh, podcast? You know, they tell me also, I don't know who they are, but, uh, but there's, there's something called Podcast Fade, and that 90% of podcasts start up and then fall away. What's kept you going all this time?
2: It's our community. Uh, we get a lot of really nice messages from our listeners, and we have uh, well, we have a, a Patreon, and if you're part of our Patreon, you can join our Discord server, and people can just talk about dinosaurs like all day, every day, and it's it's a great escape. if You mm-hmm. want to, <laughs> like, all you want to do is think about dinosaurs for a little bit.
1: Yeah, sometimes when I'm feeling a little less motivated, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna. have to edit this thing or i have to do this or that i'll go on the discord server and see what people are talking about just being pumped about dinosaurs so that it gets me motivated
0: okay i've got to ask what is a discord server
1: (laughs) it's basically a chat room i would say Mm -hmm. so similar to any of the old like slack rooms oh yeah i was i was going way old school i was thinking like aim (laughs) and irc and things like that but yeah also slack (laughs) in modern
0: times uh or yeah we uh, use slack so that we can communicate so that they can talk to me and they don't have to talk to me kind of thing mm -hmm. yep
1: it's exactly like that so yeah it's just a place you can you can set them up for anything and the way we use it is there's a Patreon integration where it automatically, if you're on our Patreon, you can put in your handle and then it'll let you into the Discord server. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's great. It, it automatically filters out anybody who's going to give you a hard time because they have to subscribe and give you a little money and no one wants to give you money to yell at you. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give them 20 bucks so I can give a piece of my mind. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so it stays positive. <laughs>
0: Well, that's, that's really, that's really cool. And, uh, and congratulations by the way, because it is, it is quite a feat to be able to, uh, monetize what you're doing and be able to make a little bit of money doing it and, and stuff like that. And to do something that you truly love to do, um, which is, is really is your passion. Um, or you wouldn't have gotten married in a zoo. I like, <laughs> can only imagine what your your grandmother's. Like. I don't know why they're doing this, but uh, you know, like
2: my mom said something like, "You haven't had a dinosaur party since you were six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've had well, <laughs> but there, there are dinosaur parks all over the world now where you can go, and there are electronics and and uh, and mechanics where you can. Uh, my my four year old um, niece. No, my granddaughter geez um she they live in uh, england and there's a dinosaur park there where she where she loves to go uh because apparently for children dinosaurs why why do you think for children why are dinosaurs so um is it because of of the of the happy face that they think they are and they're, and they're not looking at the real thing but but the kids like love dinosaurs
1: yeah there's a few interesting theories the one i like the best is that it's the diversity of them, and they just really get your imagination going, Mm -hmm. you know, between the ones with the longest necks of anything that's ever lived, the biggest claws of anything that's ever had claws, the heaviest thing to ever walk on land, the the, biggest teeth, all that stuff. All
2: the built-in armor, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it just seems, it's almost... I sometimes describe them as like Pokemon Mm. in that they all have their special traits (laughs) and it's fun to just learn about all of them. Each one has their own superpower. Exactly, Yeah. yeah
2: but it's also fun when you, once you learn to say their names.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's another popular theory that it might be that it's something kids can learn and sort of know more about than their parents. So it's like, Oh, I know all about <laughs> this, and you know, you don't know about it. So look at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So I can, I can just, I can just see, as a matter of fact, if you go to their website, which is, I know dino.com and go to, I believe it's the episode page. Because you name each episode with a particular dinosaur that you're going to talk about during that episode. I can't pronounce any of them. I have no idea what they would be. So <laughs> that's that's got to be fun to to put all those shows together and to make it work.
2: It is. Well, one of them is Brontosaurus, so you know how to say that one.
0: <laughs> I do. I do. And Stegosaurus and, and the Velociraptor, and T-Rex. And I've got to ask you, since you know so much about this stuff, um, in Jurassic Park, they – Say that uh, um, a velociraptor is as smart as a human, or is very, very smart. Do we know that, or is that some conjecture on their part?
1: That is mostly conjecture. So there, there are some dinosaurs that we think were kind of smart, and some that we think were really not smart. Um, I wouldn't say any of them came to the even close to the level of human intelligence i think that's really useful in a movie though so you can see why they would make that <laughs> yeah it's hollywood. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah it's hollywood well look on the bright side they they survived for 180 million years i got serious doubts as to whether or not we're gonna make it that
1: long. <laughs> 180 million years is very it's a hard long to time, yes
0: <laughs> and someday somebody will be will be digging our bones up and and trying to put us together i wonder what they would look what they would make a human look like <laughs> yeah
1: what if i just like a
0: few teeth <laughs> yeah <laughs> if they had a few teeth an artificial leg or uh you know uh a, an a, a, a artificial hip or something like that um so by the way we're talking we're talking with uh Sabrina and Garrett of i know com. i just love uh, you you guys are delightful by the way thanks thank you
2: <laughs> so are
0: you well thank you 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 are you are very very professional at what you do and uh and i'm i'm just glad that you that you do it it's it's really is it really is cool and you can give people a lot of information now i got to ask you though you just did an episode mm-hmm. that you um you compared the titanic to a dinosaur how the hell did that come about
1: <laughs> we started a thing on our discord server where or i guess on our patreon, patreon yeah. where people could give us a too complete or just any unrelated thing and we would find a way to connect it to dinosaurs
2: going back it started because we noticed in our conversations (laughs) that we would no matter what the topic we would somehow steer it back to dinosaurs (laughs) and so we thought oh could we do this with any topic let's see (laughs) and it turned into a challenge
1: yeah so we call it the dinosaur connection challenge and one of the suggestions was titanic and as a kid along with dinosaurs, Titanic was probably the next thing I was the most interested in. <laughs> so I really went into the weeds on all the different ways you could connect Titanic to dinosaurs. I think the, the interesting, most interesting story connection that I found was there's this ship called the SS Mount, Temp- Mount Temple, and it was transporting some dinosaur fossils from the U.S. to England. And on the way, it got sunk during World War One by a German merchant raider ship and well, actually they scuttled it so that the germans couldn't get all their cargo mm-hmm. um but as a result in the north atlantic there are a bunch of dinosaur bones in these crates about 12 000 feet under the ocean oh
0: <laughs> somebody someday will find them and they'll you know well they found them right they just can't bring them up
1: they could. So that's the really interesting thing. We basically know where it is because the Germans, when they would sink the boats, could, took really detailed notes on where it was. So we know almost exactly where this ship is better than we knew where Titanic is. It's also in a, almost the same depth of water as Titanic. And we've gotten better since going to Titanic at getting down. We've gone to deeper ships now. Mm-hmm. So someone could go down and get these bones out and yeah i've been talking about it a lot partly because i want someone to do this really badly <laughs> so i think it would be a fascinating like a documentary on it would just be amazing yeah
0: and by the way the titanic went down i believe april 15th of 1912 is that correct
1: mm-hmm. i think yeah it was either the 14th or 15th it was probably the 15th because it was
0: like over midnight yeah yeah was just, boy i'm surprised at myself i, I did a book on the titanic when i was like nine So that's, you know, so, but so how did you end up connecting the two? So that was one, I was trying to figure out how far
1: away from Titanic on the ocean floor are the dinosaur bones of this other boat. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Also, that boat, not while it was carrying the dinosaur fossils, it actually responded to the distress call of Titanic and tried to get to it. It was one of the ships trying to get to it and save the people in the water. So it has a pretty direct connection to
0: Titanic that way. Well, I like what you guys are doing because it's kind of like, what is that? The uh, seven uh, connection, the connection to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Oh,
2: six degrees of <laughs> yeah. separation. Yes. Yeah.
0: Six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. So it's kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah. What did you, did, so did somebody come up with that or did you guys come up with that idea? That's fun. I think we
1: came up with it. I think the very most, what the time where we realized we were doing the most was we went to the zoo with some friends Like every animal we saw, we were like, "Oh, dinosaurs do something kind of like this." (laughs) Animals too. (laughs) And then after like the twentieth animal, they were like, "Okay, yeah, enough about the dinosaurs."
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine that uh, sometimes going to dinner parties is unique for you. So what do? So I'm just gonna. I'm just meeting you, and you're a lovely couple. And I say, so uh, Garrett, what do you do for a living? Uh, what do you tell people?
1: I guess, uh, yeah, I tell them I have a podcast about dinosaurs,
0: and and they, and how many people? I I I just can imagine the response. How many people say, "Oh, Garrett, 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 you can't make it," and <laughs> oh uh, you know, what do you do for a real job? Do <laughs> you get anybody to talks to you like that
1: occasionally? But yeah, so I would say I was trained in chemical engineering and I worked for DuPont for years, but now I do the dinosaur podcast full time.
2: I'd say that happened earlier, but now people know, more people know what a podcast is. Yeah, that's, that's true. made it easier.
1: And most people are aware of the fact that there are full time podcasters, even if they only know like a couple famous names, it's enough that people
0: are aware that it, it can be a job. I
2: think usually though, it just leads it to follow up questions about dinosaurs.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah 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 because you, you guys know so much about it but uh i gotta ask you is it one of your dreams for uh spotify to come call you up and say sabrina um we'd like to buy your podcast and um um, um we've got we've got let's see what do i got in my pocket okay we got a hundred million dollars hanging around here uh would you would you be willing to say st- Sell your podcast for a hundred million dollars to us, and then continue to do it because uh, without you, there ain't no podcast.
2: <laughs> well, that's the dream, Kevin. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who'd want to pay a hundred million though for a dinosaur podcast.
1: Yeah. if we did <laughs> that, we'd probably open a dozen museums, so we could do all sorts of cool stuff. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's all about clicks and people. You know, butts in the seats, people listening. And uh, if so, you know, I I applaud you. I hope that that uh, even if it, well, okay, it's not a hundred million. It could be fifty million. It could be twenty five million. It could be, you know, if it, if it's seven figures, what the hell? Why not? <laughs> That's true. And and you guys are very inventive in what with what you do. So you keep re-in- Do you find that as a podcaster that in order to keep fresh, you have to keep reinventing yourself?
1: Yeah definitely i we had one podcaster because we do a survey every year just to see if people you know don't like something about the show or have just good ideas where can we
2: improve yeah yeah
1: exactly because we like to improve we don't mind the constructive criticism and one of the early feedback we got was basically like be evolutionary not revolutionary you know like make small changes over time don't do anything like drastic which i think was really good advice so we We've tried, like, introducing new segments like the Dinosaur Connection Challenge and things like that Mm -hmm. over time and getting more listener engagement or involvement with the show. So, yeah, we've done stuff like that. But overall, the structure of the show has not changed too much. We do news. We do a Dinosaur of the Day. We We do a Fun Fact.
2: Interview And
1: often an interview. And that's, yeah, just (laughs) mostly our knowledge has been what's been changing.
0: (laughs) Well, which is, which is really good, but I got I got to ask you, how many uh, paleontologists or or geologists are out there that are really entertaining to talk to? A lot Ooh, of a them. A lot of
2: them. They have some great stories, especially yeah. stories of in the out in the field getting the. We're just talking about a number of people have had <laughs> some interesting stories involving horses getting fossils out of the field. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The most I think the most recent interview that we did was with a paleontologist who was in montana and there were some fossils up on a cliff and the guy that owned the land said i don't want a whole bunch of people up there because i'm worried somebody's going to get hurt so if you can take a very small crew up there and get the fossils out then you can have them and it was in an area where you couldn't drive a vehicle in so he brought in two horses and used those to pull out the fossil and that whole story was just very very interesting
0: (laughs) go ahead
2: Oh, as you say, also like paleontologists, they're so passionate about what they do. So it's just a lot of fun to talk to them about whatever their most recent thing that they're working on. Mm-hmm.
0: You would think they would have to be because they're digging in dirt all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can be a pretty rowdy bunch, too.
1: Oh, yeah. That when you're out in the field and there's nothing to do but drink and tell stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you ever met anybody who reminds you of like uh, Indiana Jones or one of those guys?
1: Yes. Uh, Indiana Jones is based we didn't meet that paleontologist unfortunately
2: passed away a long time ago but he's
1: mostly based on a guy named Roy Chapman Andrews he's
2: indirectly based we found out
1: yeah but yeah so basically that guy was super famous he sort of inspired out in the
2: in the Gobi Desert of Mongolia he found some of the first dinosaur eggs he found velocity well he and his team found velociraptor um a whole oh uh over Raptor, the one that's mistakenly we at first is named because they thought that it was stealing eggs, but actually it, it turned out it was its own eggs. It was, it was protecting. just sitting on a
1: nest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he also had issues with snakes. There are a lot of, he wore the same kind of hat mm-hmm. as Indiana Jones There's a lot of similarity, too many similarities to be purely coincidence. <laughs>
0: yes. My, my favorite quote from that movie is snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Yeah. <laughs> and so um you've 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 met some of these folks and 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 they've and they're so passionate about what they do um and you've learned so much you you guys it's like you have a degree in what what would you call a degree in dinosaurology or whatever it is
1: it's usually paleontology but you can do a lot of them will get undergrad degrees in either biology or geology Mm -hmm. for anybody listening who wants to know how to there's a lot of different paths to
2: paleontology yeah
1: yep
0: <laughs> okay so here's the question of the day is there a place on earth that we haven't explored yet perhaps it's an island somewhere that has dinosaurs that have survived the course of time and are still out there we haven't discovered yet
1: i could what? give you the annoying answer and say like, <laughs> yeah, a, an island with some birds on it that's that what i was gonna say yeah.
2: <laughs> some kind of bird out there we don't know about <laughs>
1: But in terms of non-avionitis, it's just probably not just because at this point, I think pre-GPS and like satellite imagery, you could make that case. But now we, we've got the world pretty well mapped. It's not like you were saying the deepest oceans are the place to find new crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You're probably more likely to have some ancient thing that's like a, like a reptilian um, creature, you know, like an ichthyosaur or something like that in the deepest ocean than you are to find... Mm-hmm. An actual dinosaur on land although those
0: kind to breathe air just out of curiosity have you ever thought about incorporating some of the uh, land or some of the the structures that are underneath the sea that, that that they're finding now that they have absolutely no idea how they got there
1: oh i don't know about those
2: yeah i don't know about those
0: Oh, ah, yeah. That, well, that's kind of conspiracy theory. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> and, and you don't want to go, oh, the, the, <laughs> I, we have a listener who's chiming in going, okay, is Loch Ness Monster act actually a dinosaur? And if it is, what kind?
1: If it was real, which I unfortunately don't think it is, there it would be a plesiosaur there are these there were these marine reptiles that had really long necks
2: no, not a dinosaur but lived around the same time
1: yeah and they're also reptiles so they have a lot in common with dinosaurs and yeah so that's what it would be if it was real but they i know they recently did a thing where they took samples from the Loch Ness water and they did this thing I think they call it like environmental DNA you can take samples of an area and test the DNA you'll get like little fragments of DNA for basically everything that lives there and they couldn't find anything that seemed like a a reptile that they couldn't identify
0: and it's you know they Why is it that every time they think they have a new picture, it's always blurry. (laughs) It's suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Do they do that just so that they can tease us along and and say, this is could be, but it's a little blurry. Yeah. Even even today, with the cameras and the quality of cameras that, are, and you know, with the cameras that are you know, on people's iPhones and stuff, I can't believe that anybody can be hiding from anything anymore. Because there's yeah. always a camera around.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's it, the Bigfoot and Loch Ness things become harder and harder to justify once every single person has a high definition video camera in
0: their pocket. Mm. (laughs) I I saw one just the other day that they had high definition cameras and the picture was still blurry. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a, I know there's a conspiracy theorist debunker who said that's how it goes. Like no matter how good the camera is, they're always just a little bit too far away. It's always in the blurry part. (laughs)
0: exactly so it's it's such a pleasure having you guys here and uh and i would like to you know we're going to continue this conversation on kknw 1150 a.m at four o'clock uh which is just about 20 minutes from now and but i wanted to give you guys an opportunity to tell my audience anything about you your podcast what you're doing uh so that you can we can plug in together and uh my folks can go check out your stuff and that kind of thing
2: Thanks. I think our biggest news right now is that we're celebrating eight years of the podcast. Uh, eight's a lucky number, and by the so- way,
0: that's a that's a huge deal. That's a- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. <Thanks. laughs> yeah. So we've been doing a lot of posts highlighting past episodes on our social media. We're also, um, I showed you earlier, but I'll, I'll pull it up again. For our patrons at the Triceratops level, we, we made a patch, a Styracosaurus. It says Dino-It-All. It's kind of meant to be a little bit hidden because we call ourselves Dino-It-Alls in our community. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> people, <laughs> people who join at the Triceratops level and above can, will get a patch if you join by the end of this month. And that's at uh, Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash Dino. And I, I think that's our that's probably our biggest thing right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Other than just, we still make the podcast every week. The so bo- if yeah. you want to learn about dinosaurs. I so
2: which Dino.
0: one of you came up with the name, I know Dino? Oh,
2: that was Garrett. <laughs> brilliant.
0: <laughs> uh, that's simply brilliant. Because uh, it's, it's easy to remember. It's quick. It's fast. And it, it's it kind of reminds me of Positive Talk Radio. But see, I started out with uh, Mind Dependence Report. And, it got, and that was too long. And even though I did 500 episodes after that, it was still too long and people thought it was maybe more political than it than it really is Mm. i don't like doing that but um so but i know dino it just rolls right off the tongue
1: thanks (laughs) Yeah, that was largely based on, since we started the website first, we tried maybe 50 things and all those URL domains were <laughs> taken. And then we're like, oh, what can we do? All the dinosaur, things with dinosaur in it are taken. All the things with paleontology are taken. And eventually we got dino-dino." Yeah.
2: It's nice. It rhymes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So in your, in your merchandise store, I haven't looked at it yet. Do you have um, um, stuffed animals that are dinosaurs that you can sell? We don't not
2: yet. I keep looking into it, but we haven't figured out a way to do that. We do like T-shirts and mugs and pillows and, and stuff like that.
0: Well, it's hard to do it with that and to have somebody else manage all that for mm-hmm. you. The last thing you want to do is to have a bunch of inventory at your house um, that, and then you having to go and mail stuff out. And that that would become a full time job all by itself exactly oh, yes. yeah that's yeah. why we, have we wanna, stayed away from
2: that <laughs> we want to stick to the podcasting side of things <laughs>
0: but there are yeah there
1: are some cool things that it would be fun to make just to have for like ourselves you know where it's like oh i could really go for a, a stuffed animal of this new dinosaur that nobody's ever made a stuffed animal of
0: <laughs> uh, well you know you guys you guys are a lot of fun and and i want to i want to thank you for being here and uh it's it it's uh i've learned a lot I've, I've learned a lot and i'm going to learn more next hour because you're going to be on kknw and, and we're going to talk um in depth about some. and some of it we'll talk again about the wedding and stuff i still can't believe you did that <laughs> what did you have a wedding planner what did they say yeah we did
2: the, well the wedding plan was at the zoo so she's fully on board with <laughs> yeah. the dinosaurs yeah
0: i mean they
1: and they helped to like you know when we were like oh we want dinosaur centerpieces they were like well we're not just going to do a dinosaur toy so they've made like a flower you know and like sort of a little diorama that actually that wasn't us
2: that was uh that was some family friends oh it was we bought the toys we bought realistic dinosaur toys and then
1: (laughs) but they made it look like a nice wedding centerpiece so it all got like nicely weddinged yeah like our cape we had little dinosaur cake toppers that we got made on etsy they is were it, cute little things with the top it, hat and the 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 female one had the veil for the head and everything so
2: it was a tasteful dinosaur thing yeah
0: <laughs> so did you guys spend your honeymoon going from um um um, um i want to say um, museum to museum looking at dinosaurs and stuff
2: no but we've spent a lot of time since then going yeah to, we've been on several road trips to different dinosaur museums. Our most recent one was through the Outback of Australia.
0: <laughs> yeah. We oh do,
1: my. Most of our, like when we do like a big trip for the year, it's usually to dinosaur museums. Yes. And if we go on a trip with family, like we might be going on a cruise this winter and we were already talking about, you know, there's this dinosaur museum that's right by that pier. I bet we could go a couple days early and then go to the museum. <laughs> You know,
0: it's a good thing that the two of you that love dinosaurs fell in love with each other. Because (laughs) if it was one of you and somebody else, it would have been hard for somebody who didn't like, oh, we're going to go to another museum. (laughs) (laughs) So Yes. But but it's cool because it kind of keeps you guys together, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And we kind of, well, we discovered, rediscovered our love of dinosaurs together. So it was sort of like where our interests overlapped. And then we've just sort of, you know, nurtured Bruid. that yeah. <laughs> together.
0: So, if you weren't doing a podcast, what would you be doing with yourself? Would you still be in the chemical business? I
1: guess, yeah, I'd be doing making something, something with I might injury. Yeah, I, yeah, it could be chemical. I guess it could have been like I'm interested in all that lab meat stuff. That's kind of fun, you know. You can make those synthetic meats
0: out of plants.
1: I think it's oh, the uh,
0: like the almost almost. Um, almost meat products and that. Yeah. Kind of I, they they kind of they kind of make me nervous because <laughs> I don't know what's in those things. Um, and, and it's not meat about it.
1: It is it is safe for human consumption.
0: <laughs> in a in the broad sense of the word, or because um, you know I don't know. Um, but usually, but uh, you you guys are a lot of fun, and, and I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation on KKNW. 1150 a.m. And you can stay here right here on YouTube and we will be back in uh, about 12 minutes and uh, we'll continue the, uh, uh, that discussion. I need to give my guests a break so that they can uh, go, you know, um, do whatever you do when you have a break. And, uh, (laughs) I don't know. So <laughs> and anyway, you guys are you guys are a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to another hour with you. So Great. so if everybody stays right where you are, if you guys will wait right there, I got to do this and I'll be right back. Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.